Good morning. Thank you, Vanessa, for that warm welcome. And I would just like to express my gratitude to Vanessa and you all for sharing some of Vanessa's time with me as she mentors me. It is such a gift to be with her each week and a gift to be with you here today. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, I thank you this morning for the opportunity to be here with this wonderful congregation and share your word. May our scripture this morning inspire us to re-envision our idea of the word blessed, to align more closely with yours. Grant that we may hear your words, read, listen, and inwardly digest them so that we can truly trust in your hand in our lives. May the sacred words that we hear this morning remind us of the call you set in our hearts each day. Amen. I invite you to open your Bibles in your pews, if you're so willing and comfortable and able, uh, to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. That's where our scripture is found this morning. Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. This scripture and the subsequent list of beatitudes that we hear this morning is the start of Christ's public ministry. Just earlier in chapter 4, we learn that Christ has called the first disciples and that those who are starting to follow Christ and witness his miracles are starting to gather in large crowds and they're gathering with us today, hoping likely to see a miracle themselves. After all, this person would one day be deemed the King of Kings, the Son of God, the Savior, the one who would later be called the Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. What would this powerful one share? When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are people, blessed are you when people rival you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you on, falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I invite you to picture the scene for a moment. Jesus has called his first disciples, and the news of his preaching is spreading rapidly, and a large crowd gathers as Jesus is simply trying to teach his disciples, those leaders that he has called before. And I love this part of the scripture because it reminds me that the lesson that Christ was starting to share with the disciples and the leaders that day, he continues to share so freely with those who would later follow him. The message for the leaders and the followers is the same. Jesus could share anything with them. I mean, absolutely anything. These people are truly dialed in so much that they are gathering when Christ wasn't expecting them to. Those who were listening to Christ that day likely saw themselves as devout religious followers. 
observing the rules and the teaching of the times. And they thought that everything that they were doing was likely deemed worthy in the eyes of God. They probably expected to learn that what they were doing in their day-to-day lives was exactly what God wanted. I'd like you to put yourself in Jesus' position for a moment. If you were Jesus, and this was the very first sermon which you were going to share, what would you want the people to know? What would you want the people to know? You could tell those gathered that they are loved by God, and that's a great message. You can instruct them to adjust their way of living and being. You could remind them that you were sent as the Son of God, and perhaps flex a bit of power to the crowd, to those who are perhaps still questioning your authority. But no, Jesus does none of that. Each of the eight statements that we read this morning begin with the word blessed, which tells us something that blessings are key here. The word beatitude is linked to the Greek word makaros. In Greek, this word means fortunate or well-off, which deems certain people to be privileged. In the religious context, though, this word in Greek is defined as blessed by God. Blessed by God. So the scripture is not just about blessings, but about who is blessed by God. Say that again. Who is blessed by God? And newsflash, it might not be who you think. When you think of privilege or well-off, do you think of those poor in spirit or those suffering? Or do you typically think of those who perhaps have a seemingly good job as a lawyer, as a banker, as a doctor, people who could provide easily for their families? Who might you consider as blessed? Christ's examples in the Sermon on the Mount likely shake up our understanding of this word. It is here in this scripture, in the early days days of Christ's ministry, the very beginning, this is pivotal here, where Jesus paints this diverse and radical image of who will be in the kingdom of heaven. Right here, this scripture. This scripture reminds me of a conversation I had with someone at my former job. Prior to pursuing the church path of ministry, I worked in a different ministry for those unhomed at Inspirica, Inc. in Stanford. There, one day, I remember a young woman exclaimed in excitement to myself and a fellow colleague that it was her 24th birthday. And she was, it was a big day, and she was really excited about it. I, at the time, had just turned 24 myself. And I was struck with sadness at the differences between our two lives. I felt like I was pretty blessed by conventional standards. I had a home, an apartment that I loved. I had a college degree. I had family and friends who supported me. But before I could even finish that thought, she said, and I am blessed because God is good. And today, I earned my first paycheck ever. Come here, Kelly, take a look at it. Look at all the hours I worked. And those right there, that's the taxes the government took out. Can you believe that? And after we lamented about that for a bit and our feelings on that, my perspective on blessed was forever altered that day. Forever altered. I was like those who gathered that day thinking that they would hear one message from Jesus and was given a complete opposite message. 
Jesus shares this message about who is blessed, which becomes a central tenet to his preaching and teaching moving forward. Jesus doesn't tell us how to obtain or acquire blessings, which we so often think about. Instead, Jesus tells us who's blessed and what they have to look forward to. If you still have your Bibles open, you can see in verses 3 and 8, it is there where it says, For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because it's mentioned twice, it makes me think that it's pretty central to this scripture. The Beatitudes are a list of wonderful sacred texts of the New Testament, and they're widely cited and spoken of in Christian circles during times of hardship and despair. And scholars accept this list as characteristics which Christ would likely have hoped for all of his disciples. Just a chapter later in Matthew, Christ will share with us the Lord's Prayer. The portion of this prayer which so often stands out to me in my heart and that I love is this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven exists, and so too, according to Christ, it exists already on earth through those otherwise deemed less fortunate or poor. So who is blessed according to the Beatitudes then? I'd invite you to take a moment, if you're willing. If you're not, that's okay. Keep your eyes open. To close your eyes and listen to the scripture as I have reframed it. And as I read it, let your mind move freely to envision who Christ is hoping to bring our awareness to. Really focus and think of someone. I'm going to ask you later, so try to dial in if you're willing. Blessed are the egoless and those who lack self-worth, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who lament loss in their communities, for they will be comforted by God. Blessed are the quiet, nonviolent ones, for they will inherit the earth from God. Blessed are the justice seekers, for they will be filled with God. Blessed are the compassionate and understanding souls, for they will receive mercy from God. Blessed are the honest, for they will see God. Blessed are the mediators, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are victimized for their commitment to decency, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, those sitting in these pews, who are mistreated and spoken harshly against because of your belief in Christ. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, and in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. So I ask again, if you'll open your eyes, who is blessed? Those egoless, those who lack self-worth, the quiet ones, those who lament loss, the justice seekers, the persecuted, the mediators, the honest. What will they receive? The kingdom of heaven. Those gathered around Christ have been told the kingdom of heaven is near and they likely want to know, what do I have to do to get in? Don't we all want to know that? Those listeners that day likely sat there and thought to themselves, well, if they are blessed, what did they do to receive that golden ticket to heaven? It is a natural wonder They thought they were showing up and being told that they were on the right path, and this is what they're told. But instead, these words, aha, but instead, these words, in these words lies the basis of Christ's ministry moving forward. The blessed are not who we might think. 
The Beatitudes teach us something incredibly important. There are no conditions to being welcome to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven that can exist here on earth. The descriptions of those mentioned welcomed are welcomed as they are, and what they will receive from that kingdom and God is comfort and reassurance. There is no way to earn or win or love God's care. It is simply just given as a gift. The blessed are the unlikely, the disregarded, the otherwise forgotten. Everything they know about finding their way to God was shaken up that day. But instead of instructing them on how to behave or what to do, Christ instead simply tells them the makeup of who will be in heaven. That's it. That's all Christ has to share. That's the first message. But in doing so, Christ makes a subtle and meaningful call to discipleship. Christ could have given any message, any message at all, and he shares, the blessed are among you. I am among you in the ways you might not expect. Perhaps not so ironically, later in the book of Matthew in chapter 25, we hear one of the last sermons Christ shares. So think about the first words and the last words. Matthew 25, chapter 34 to verse 40, sorry, Matthew 25, verse 34 to 40 says, Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick and in prison and visited you? And the king will answer. Very truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Christ's first and last words align. In our scripture this morning, the disciples are first told who to care for, and later the disciples are told, if you do it well, if you tend to those poor and in need, those most in need, then you too will inherit that kingdom prepared for you. If you feel like each one of the Beatitudes speaks directly to your heart, then you now know that you are blessed even when it might not feel like it by secular standards. And I pray that you're reassured through these words that you are seen, that you are loved, and that you are heard. If you're sitting there thinking, Kelly, I don't find myself aligning with any of these struggles listed today, then know this. There will come a time where that might be the case for you. And you will be blessed by God in and during and through that hardship. But in the meantime, you are called to think of those who are mentioned in this scripture. You are called to see the blessings within them and show them acceptance, love, and care. God's intentions for us and our actions don't always align perfectly. Jesus has a way of altering our understanding and our viewpoints for the betterment of all, not for ourselves. This is his first sermon, but it sets the stage for the rest of his ministry, and thus the ministry of his disciples. 
Do you know who his disciples are now? It's you and me. Those who identify as Christ's followers. So when I asked you before to close your eyes and envision this scripture differently, I wonder, who did you envision? Who did you envision? Ironically, just about two months ago, I was shopping in Sue Leonard's with my two-and-a-half-year-old, and as we were watching The Fresh Five, Cindy Celery was singing. Anyone know Sue Leonard's? Uh, I heard a voice, and it, this voice said, Excuse me, are you Kelly, who used to work at Inspirica? I turned around, having recognized her voice. There was the woman who had shown me the meaning of the Beatitudes. She said, I remember you, and the day I got my first paycheck, do you remember? That was a really tough time in my life, and I've had a few since then, but that was a good day, she said. God is still with me, you know? I did know because of her. It is she who I envision. It is she who is blessed. Whomever you envisioned. May you go forth and celebrate the blessing that they are to our world, our greater community of faith, and rejoice for the faithfulness which they exemplify. Amen.